0: Hey, next on the Teen Nation, thanks for tuning into this segment of the show, featuring top instructor and great friend, Rob Strano. And thank you so much for your continued support. The show is currently ranked number three in the podcast magazine Hot 50 list. We've been number two in June and July, now number three in August and September. We certainly appreciate your vote. You can do so daily by going online to podcastmagazine.com forward slash Hot 50. You guys have been fantastic. This is your show, and you're certainly showing that by your votes. Thank you so very much. Y'all are fantastic. Enjoy this segment. Before we get started, I always like to remind you about our friends at the McLemore. As you guys know, my buddies and I were there again this year for our annual golf trip, and it was even better the second time around. Everything about what they have up there is first class. The accommodations are fantastic. Practice facility is great. The on-premise restaurant called The Craig is outstanding food and service. And to say the course is spectacular, folks, is an understatement. Can't say enough great things about what they have to offer you at the Macklemore. Go online to themacklemore.com to see how wonderful it is for yourself. The golf course is co-designed by our good friends Bill Bergen and Reese Jones and another friend of the show, PGA Tour caddy Kip Henley, said, outside of Pebble Beach, it's the most beautiful 18th hole he's ever seen. Golf die disagreed, naming it the best finishing hole in America since 2000. And then Lynx Magazine doubled down on that, naming it one of the top 10 finishing holes in all of golf. See why we're all saying such great things about the place by going online to themaclemore.com. Also want to remind you about our friends over at TaylorMade. Golf's an interesting game because the better you hit the ball, the fewer shots you have to hit. That means the better you hit the ball, the less golf you actually have to play. That's why TaylorMade made their stealth iron. TaylorMade Stealth Irons feature a cat-back design and a 3D toe wrap designed to help deliver increased distance through the bag and more forgiveness on those occasional, or maybe not so occasional, less-than-perfect shots. The result? Better shots more often, so you get to have more fun more often. So if you're the kind of golfer who wants to play less golf more often, try the Stealth Irons from TaylorMade Beyond Driven. Okay, now back in making his 15th appearance with me is one of the all-time great instructors in the game and one of my all-time favorite guests and the host of the Golf Kingdom TV show, Rob Strano. You can watch the Golf Kingdom on Amazon Fire TV, Blab TV, Roku, and Rob's YouTube channel. As you guys know, he's from St. Louis, Missouri, one of the top junior players in the St. Louis district. Rob won the individual low-stroke average trophy and the individual total points championship trophy in 1981. Played his college golf at Centenary College in Louisiana. He also played out on the PGA, Corn Ferry, and Hooters NGA Tours for 15 years. Rob won five times out there. He is annually recognized by U.S. Kids as one of their top instructors. Plus, he is one of the few teaching the game to deaf children. Rob has his Strano Golf Academy at Kelly Plantation in Destin, Florida. Like I say, he's a great friend and one of my all-time favorite paisans. And I'm honored to have him back with me tonight here on Next on the Tee. Buona sera, Rob. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing fantastic, Chris. It's great to be on again, especially on back-to-back nights. What what the the listeners don't (laughs) understand is you and I were texting last night, and I was getting so excited that I thought yesterday was Tuesday, and I called into the show, and I'm sitting there going, well, Chris should bring me up any second. So after 30 minutes on hold, I then realized, well, wait a second. (laughs) Tell me, it's Monday. You're on the show tomorrow night, so I feel like I've been on back-to-back night. So it's kind of a big week <laughs> for me
0: so far. Indeed, no doubt it is. Why wouldn't it be if you get to be on this show two times in the same week? Dude, you must be a superstar. Yeah, I mean, Good I, for you. I,
1: as far as I know, I'm the only guest that's ever been on twice in one week back-to-back night. So, <laughs>
0: you know, I think it's to be an
1: honor, Chris. Thank you so much for for that.
0: <laughs> you know, I love you, Rob, I want to start our time tonight by getting your thoughts on the President's Cup. The U.S. team has dominated that event since the start. They're now 12-1-1 all time. We all know about the players the international team lost because they went over to Live Golf. Is the fact that the international team went into this Sunday singles matches only down 11-7, is that a moral victory for them?
1: Well, you know, what's interesting is when we think about the President's Cup and the players, we're, we're instead of the Ryder Cup, I've always thought it interesting that everybody that comments on it imposes their own mindset on it. Like, like this player doesn't belong there because he's a rookie, and it's like, wait a second, these are all world class players. They've all won tour events. They all can handle pressure. They're all there for a reason. So when you look at international team, American team, or or you know, the Europe and, and the U.S. in the Ryder Cup. These are all awesome players. They're the best of the best of the best. So when you look at the teams, you know, 11 seven, you know, whatever it was, you know, the, the matches themselves were so close and they, they could have tipped either way late. And it's just a matter of who made the putt or hit the shot late in some of those matches that kept it from being 11 seven the other way.
0: And Rob. When you look at the U.S. team, we had some really spectacular performances. Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, those guys paired and and won all four of their matches. Justin had some funny gestures when Jordan would make a big putter when he chipped in to win the match on 15 on Saturday. Seems like these guys need to be paired together in every team event, whether it's the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup. Or if they come up with another one, these guys should be paired together forever. I don't know. What are your thoughts about those two guys and and their performances?
1: It's like anybody. Boy, you play with a buddy of yours that you get along with and and everything kind of co-mingles together. You don't rub each other the wrong way. Boy, golf can become an easy ham and egg game at that point when you've got that. And if I'm the captain of any of these teams, I just ask them, you guys good to go? You say when you don't want to play with the other guy. You know, you say, you know what, he was chewing with his mouth open last night and I'm just on my last (laughs) nerve with him, so we're not playing, you know, the four ball today, then, then hey, I'm taking it from those guys. But until they say no moss, then it's it keep feeding them to the other teams and let them have at it and see if they can beat them.
0: Another guy who went undefeated was Max Homa. He teamed with Tony Finau to get a couple of wins. He also teamed up with Billy Horschel to get a W. And, and how clutch was that guy in the singles beating Tom Kim one up thanks to a late birdie to win that match? Homa came up pretty big for the U.S. team as well. Talk about what we're seeing from that guy.
1: What we're seeing finally is the culmination of everything that he's done, the hard work, the, the, the practice and all the skilled parts of the game. And finally, the last piece I think coming in is the mental piece, believing, you know what, I belong with these guys. This is not out of the ordinary that I'm here. I, I should be here. I am that good. And I think that's just the last piece he needed was the, I am that good piece. And you know, he's got the big moment, Gene, obviously, because he's been able to come through at every big moment. It seems his golf swing is just a pure joy to watch. He's, he's a social media comedian. He's got, he's got all the pieces, Chris. <laughs>
0: yes, he does. I, a couple of guys, Rob, that I expected to dominate in these matches where Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns, they team those two together. Unfortunately, they go 0-2-1 in team play, and then Scheffler loses to Sebastian Munoz in the singles. Burns ends up getting a tie with Hideki Matsuyama in the singles. So no wins between them. A total of one point they got for the U.S. team. Do you do you think that's just a a result of those two guys playing so hard all year long, obviously Scotty being the the player of the year, you could have argued at one point that Sam Burns was pushing him for that title. Those guys just run out of gas at the end of the year. What do you think about those two not putting up a win?
1: I, I think it's that. I think you've got that. I mean, the, the golf season's a long grind. And when the spotlight's on you for the first time like it was for both those players in a big way, and the expectations are so high, every time you stick a tee in the ground on every single hole, Everybody's expecting the greatest shot they've ever seen out of you. You're expected to contend every week. That that can get heavy. And I think there's a second piece there that no one's discussed. And I think it's in the in the golf world, especially the junior golf world, we call it sympathy golf. I think there was a little sympathy golf they played because Kevin Kisner only got half a point, and I think they were trying to make Kis feel better. So they're like, you know what, <laughs> Kis has only got half a point, so. We're going, to, we're going to play a little sympathy golf and, and, you know, not make him feel so bad. We're going to get just our little point each. And that way, kids doesn't feel <laughs> so bad about not really being a contributor to the team. <laughs>
0: That's an interesting theory. You're right. No one's talking about that one. So good on you for bringing that up, my friend. Tom Kim is a guy who has sort of burst onto the scene here late in the golf season. He ends up 2-3 and three in the President's Cup. But a guy who brings a lot of excitement, a lot of enthusiasm to the game. What's your expectation for what we're going to see from him throughout the rest of this calendar year and then as we look ahead to 2023?
1: I think I've seen the next big thing in golf. I mean, everything like Max Homa looks good. And he's, you know he's got the early belief in himself. And every time he's had a chance to step into a big moment, he seems to, to come through and pull it off. I, I think, you know, he's he's gonna be another one of those guys that is gonna be super consistent, always there, doesn't look to have any holes in his game, doesn't look to have any any mental baggage, you know, even, even though he's really young. I think I think the sky's the limit here. This he could be, you know, the next you know, have that next big big year like Scheffler did.
0: Rob, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship event they play over on the DP World Tour. It's a pro-am event like we have coming up here in January at Pebble Beach. They hold it at Kings Barn, Carnoustie, and St. Andrews. Rory got to play with his father in that event. Ryan Fox ends up winning the pro portion of the tournament. But Rob, second round was brutal. My favorite scoring line of the tournament was from Thomas Peters. He shot rounds of 65, 83, 64, and 70. Still ended up 28th for the week. Romain Langasque of France, he shot 61, 80, 72, 70. Tied for 36th. I mean, it was cold. It was raining. The wind was whipping. Did you ever have to play in conditions like that where your scoring from one round to the next was so vastly different?
1: Yeah, I mean... It, it it was a, amazing to watch. And I, that scoring line that you mentioned, but the, the Romaine Langescu, however you say his name, I love just the spelling of it. Romaine Langescu, you know, 6180. <laughs> I mean, 61 in the old course and then 80 the next day at Carnoustie. You know, he had to feel like he shot a hundred. I mean, after 61. But, um, I, I think back to one year at DJ Tour School we played up in, in Tennessee and they had a front come through and the third day we played in about 55 degrees with a steady rain and we didn't have the high 30 mile an hour winds, but we had kind of, you know, 10, 15 gusty winds. And I remember I shot a bogey free 68 that day to move from like 35th to like fifth, just blew past a bunch of players. And the only guy that beat me, was a guy that shot 67, and he was from Canada, and he probably thought it was just beautiful.
0: <laughs> but that's what we love about Scottish golf, isn't it? When we tune into the Open Championship every year, whether they're playing in Scotland or Ireland or wherever they're playing over there, we want to see rainy, windy conditions. We, we want to watch those guys, you know, contend with the condition, see how they react to it. Because if it isn't like that, we get an open like we got this year, where Cam Smith shoots 20 under par. We don't want to see an open that's a birdie eagle fest. It's kind of disappointing when you tune in, at least for me, when I tune in to the open championship and I see sunny skies and the forecast is for sunny skies and decent temperatures all the time. I want to see the rainy-windy. Am I wrong for that? No, I agree. I mean, it's, it's what
1: the stamp is for that event. It's it's known for its weather, whether it's the baked weather which they occasionally get, but you also get those those wild windy days. And the only bad thing is when you don't get the consistent weather for an entire day. When it's the morning wave gets pummeled and the afternoon wave gets the the decent day, that's when you know you can get the bad side of it raw, and you've got no chance. You just can't you can't even have a fighting chance. That's the only, that's the only thing that, that, you know, gets a little bit of inequity over there. In, in any event, when you get the, the flip side of the weather as, as a tour player, you always hope you get the good side of the draw. Sometimes over there, you really get a bad side of the draw as you're trying to battle what is the open championship weather and what they're notorious for.
0: All right. So I got to ask you, and I know you're not a fan of lip golf, but bad side of the draw, good side of the draw. Isn't there the idea that what Liv's doing with the shotgun start? And we know in the final round, the top six players all tee off on one, so it's fair and across the board. But isn't the idea of a shotgun start a good idea? So there is no bad side of the draw?
1: Well, in in a small field like that, you can get away with it just like you do in a a member guest. You know, you have a small field and you tee off your member guest on a shotgun start. Um, It's just, you know, 54 holes, no cut, small field, shotgun start, rock and roll music, gimmicky this, gimmicky that. Uh, I'm just, I'm a traditional PGA Tour guy. Um, You know, my my whole thing with Liz, and, and I see all kinds of conversations online that I stray away from most of, most of the time. Every now and then I, stick my toe in the water, but it always begins with the Saudi connection, and to me that's so not even important. Every time I've been around Greg Norman, there's a bad vibe around this guy. And if I'm looking for the main reason why I'm not joining Liz, there you go. It's a bad vibe. And the guys they've got are all bad vibes going over, bad vibe guys. You know, your Patrick Reed and, and, you know, Justin Johnson's a loner. Um, you know, those guys that have, have all gone over there, you know, he's older, not a, not a real player favorite. You know what's interesting about the President's Cup, and I kept looking on social media every day, the American players that would have normally played and the Europe, not the European, the international players that would have normally played, not one of them sent a note through social media saying, good luck to the guys on the international team. Bring home the Cup. Or good luck to the Americans. I thought that would be a classy thing to do given the culture of trying to be, you know, not divisive, but not one player did that. And, I, and what I what I thought to myself was, if I'm Trevor Immelman and I've got the number one player in Cam Smith who ditches me right before my event, and remember, I'm Sicilian. We're both a little Italiano, but I'm <laughs> Sicilian. I hold grudges. If I'm Trevor Immelman, Camp Smith is dead to me. He's dead to me. I don't care if he makes another team, and he's the captain. I'm not. I'm not playing him. Sorry, you're not on the team. Get lost, because that's betrayal. And I feel like those guys that left right before the internet, the the, the, the event, that all they left for was one tournament on the on the live to to play one event for the President's Cup when you could have played the President's Cup and played the next one. That's just that's betrayal. That's betraying all the guys in the team, betraying the the whole event, and that that doesn't fit well with me.
0: Rob, I got one more before I let you go, and I got to get a playing lesson from you. And one of the things that you talked about on one of your recent episodes of the Golf Kingdom, your your strategy segment, um, something that most of us don't do is have a playing strategy for how to attack holes. Most of us get up there on the tee. It's a par four, par five. We immediately reach for our driver. Talk about why that doesn't always have to be the automatic reach.
1: Well, what's interesting is if you're a listener out there and you play the same course all the time, you get stuck in Groundhog Day the movie where you tee up in the same place, you grab the same club, you try to hit the same shot, and you'll get in a rut on a hole and just don't seem like you play it well for a while. What you've got to do is like every day is a little different. The weather's a little different. The pin's different. You may feel different. Try to come up with a strategy to play the hole. How well do you actually know your golf course? Guess what? There's a thing out there called Google and you can go and go to Google Maps and you can see the overhead view of your golf course. And I bet if you did that, you'd see some interesting angles and stuff from a designer's overhead point of view. That you didn't know, because I know my course here in Florida, there's some tricky little angles that you have to understand to be able to pick the right strategy to play the hole, or as I say on the show, strategy. So absolutely, you've got to realize there's holes you will like, there's holes you don't like. Like at my course here at Kelly Plantation, I don't like 2, 5, 12, 16. That's it, those four holes I don't like. On the course I grew up on, St. Clair in St. Louis, I have the same couple holes that that I don't like. Number 11 there is a tough hole. I always seem to play it well, but I've got to get up there and really engage myself mentally, have a good target, a good strategy on the shot I want to hit, and just it's a one-shot hole for me. I just have to get a T shot. And when I do that, I I, I play that hole well because the approach shot then is is not as difficult as the tee shot so figure out which holes you don't like which shots on holes you don't like and why and then do something different maybe hit a little low shot and roll it out there on the fairway or roll it on the green just you're just trying to protect your golf ball and not lose it by doing something that you don't feel comfortable doing on the golf course
0: rob like you mentioned your golf school is located at kelly plantation golf club in Destin, florida You also have a fairly new indoor studio that you've put up there. Let our listeners know what they'll see when they come down and take a lesson and visit you there.
1: Well, we've got the Sanctuary at Golf, which is our indoor studio. We have all the tech inside. It's been great, Chris. We haven't lost one lesson to weather this year because we have our outdoor location, which is literally three minutes from the uh, the indoor spot. So we can ping-pong in and out if we need to. If you have a player that wants to do stuff indoors, we meet them indoors. If we have the next player who wants to be out, we just drive back over three minutes and we're back outside in the lesson tee. So that's a great spot. You can learn everything about it at stranogolf.com, on social media at StranoGolf or the Golf Kingdom TV show, where you can see a bunch of stuff about the show there. As always, you, can, you know, like you mentioned in the intro, Roku, all the shows are there. We've got them on YouTube. Um, it's been a fun show doing that. We're finishing up our fourth season and looking ahead to the fifth season of the golf kingdom.
0: Rob, I can't thank you enough, my friend, for taking time out of your night to come back and be a part of the show. You're fantastic. Always make this segment so much fun. I look forward to catching up with you again soon, my friend.
1: I'm looking forward to it too. And you know what? The time is right because right now, Celebrity Family Feud's coming on. I'm not going to miss it, and it's a big <laughs> night. It's the it's the boy bands against the girl bands. I think it's Minuto wow. against the Go Go's. So I think I think the timer's going off. Like chicken pot pie's done, and I can go catch Celebrity Family Feud. <laughs> All right, perfect. See, I'm always trip. there
0: for you. you try to make it. I try to make it on time for you.
1: You're, you're the best host on the best golf show. Thanks for having me, my friend. <laughs> Look forward to it. To getting together again then.
0: Uh, hi Rob, take care, my friend. All the best to you and your family. We'll catch up soon. You bet. You too. Bye. See you, Rob. That's a great Rob Strano. S T R A N O is the spelling of his last name. The Golf Kingdom is fantastic, folks. If you haven't downloaded the app on your smartphone or uh, or on uh, your smart TV and catch it there, you can find it on YouTube. And Rob's just a fantastic instructor. He makes he makes learning the game fun. And how how many you know times can you say that? He's a he's an outstanding individual, and uh, I'm very fortunate that uh, we've become really good friends over the years. He makes me laugh. He makes me smile every time he comes on the show. I had the privilege of going down to Destin, Florida, and being at his golf school and taking a lesson from Rob, and uh, that that has certainly improved my golf game. I can't uh, recommend him highly enough. StranoGolf.com is where you can find it online, and then over social media as well. I look forward to catching up with Rob again hopefully sometime very soon.